Hey, it's Jeff here. After working as an automotive tech for almost 25 years, I can honestly say that finding employment with the right shop has been the difference maker between loving what I do every day or hating my career choice. Let me tell you, I've been there, but I've also had jobs where work didn't really feel like work. I love the challenge of fixing cars. So loving what I do, that's the easy part. Finding a good place to do it in, now that's been the struggle. And that's where my friends at ProMotive knock it out of the park. They're a recruitment company specializing in jobs for our automotive industry. A-techs, B-techs, master techs, service advisors, managers, you name it. They are constantly looking for applicants in automotive to link them with available job postings at only the best vested shops around the country. ProMotive has a team of professional recruiters that can help you with your resume, prep you for the interview process, and negotiate the best pay and benefits package for you. And best of all, it's free to anyone looking to gain employment. Check them out at gopromotive.com slash Jeff. gopromotive.com slash Jeff. Just think, you could be just five minutes away from finding your dream job. Because in the early days of the business, I was working Saturdays. I was working late. Um, that's because I kept thinking I just need to fix more cars to make more money, which, as we know, is not the case. <laughs> Most shop owners that I talk to, and I'll, I'll preface this, that I talk to because of my social media uh, community, most of them could change their entire business by just adjusting the way they run the business and they can actually do what I did or I worked on less cars, but actually started making more revenue. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another exciting, thought-provoking episode of the Jada Mechanic Podcast. My name's Jeff, and I'd like to thank you for joining me on this journey of reflection and insight into the toils and triumphs of a career in automotive repair. After more than 20 years of skin knuckles and tool debt, I want to share my perspectives and hear other people's thoughts about our industry. So pour yourself a strong coffee or grab a cold Canadian beer and get ready for some great conversation. Where that comes from? But, yeah, um... You know, it's true. I mean, you said something very powerful yesterday or last year when you first met Paul. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what you said to Paul? Uh, when he said none of this, none of this matters. No, nothing, none of this stuff matters. I remember I was with you, and you said what really stood out with Paul is how strong Paul was with his faith. Yeah, mm-hmm. correct. And to not stop doing that. Yeah. So before I get too far into that topic, I want to just introduce i'm sitting here today with chris enright of enright auto hello everybody and his lovely wife marissa hello so and we're at ast 2023 and um it's i just posted on the jada mechanic webcast podcast facebook that's what you're listening to by the way is a jada mechanic podcast that it is a whirlwind here and it is just you guys arrived late last night yeah yeah Yeah, later than i did Mm -hmm. and so we're here because We've, you've done an episode with me, and we've kind of told your story and everything else. But what I really want to know is, what is it like to have the, what's the business dynamic of the marriage? And and, uh, and how does it, what are some of the obstacles? What are some of the great things that come with it? Um, you know, like, because... And I'm not trying to delve into your personal life. Understand that, right? That's not what I'm about. But I mean, I want to hear maybe the frustration sometimes that you have. Like, because you had a rough day last week. Mm, you yeah. had to spend your Sunday. Mm-hmm. Tell yeah. us about that. Uh, yeah, I, I messed up a car. So 
<laughs> I was doing a doing an oil pump reseal, and it's a it's not a it's not a small job. And mm-hmm. I sandbagged it too on top of that, so it took me all day. And then once I found out what was wrong, yeah, and I only had like mm, about an hour and a half less left in the day to try to fix it, and so I tore it back down because I thought I knew what was wrong with it. And I didn't know what's wrong with it. It was not the seal. Not the seal. So then I had to go in on Sunday, you know, family day that I love, uh, you know, Saturdays and Sundays I'm closed. Like I'm early on in the business and we'll we'll probably, actually, I'm sure we'll talk about this, but early on in the business, I spent a lot of time in the shop and we had talked, you know, going into it that we knew there was going to be some sacrifices that had to be made. And that's a, a point I'll make is you need to have those conversations with your significant other. Yeah. Um, but now I'm very, very particular and I'm, I have very strong boundaries when it comes to the shop and my family mm-hmm. and being that the shops at my house makes it difficult. So we'll talk about that too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but I had to work my Sunday, so that was not cool. That, that sucked, but that was on me. It was my mistake. Um, cause I know, I know how important Sunday is to you. Yeah. Right? You're a man of faith. We were mm-hmm. talking about that and and it's you you believe that is the day that you should even if it's not about faith. Right. Right. Even if you don't practice. But it's the, still the day that should be with family. Is yeah. that was that hard for you? Like did you feel a little bit of frustration of the fact that he's not gonna be there on Sunday? I did not. I did not. Um and I it's not gonna always be that way. Mm-hmm. It wasn't always that way, but I knew something was wrong. Like I knew he was off. And so I just let him have his space. And then he just looked at me and he said, I'm going to have to work Sunday. Do you remember what I said to you? I don't remember now. I just said, okay. Because the worst thing that we can do as a supporting wife, when our husbands are in that tension is say, oh, well, what happened? What did you do? Why? Like nobody wants to hear that when you know you're already in a tough situation. So you're not making the situation any better. So even if I'm inside, I'm like, oh, well, that sucks, you know? Yeah. But I looked at him and I said, okay, well. Because I think I know as a man, if 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 my significant other was to ask me, well, what it, what happened? What went wrong? She's asking because she's genuinely concerned. Correct. You're taking it as if immediately my back is already up and I'm like, she's already frustrated and she's already venting to me about her yes. frustrations and how, who am I going to explain to her? Because I mean, I could tell her it's, it's the who's on it and what's it and the, and, and it was all the thing and she would not know what I'm even speaking of. Yeah. It's, and it's one of those things like I talked about this because I shared all of this. I was very, I try to be as transparent as possible yeah. on social media. So I shared all this on social media and I, I told everybody, I said, listen, especially to you shop owners, I said, if this situation ha- happens like this with your tech, don't beat them up because I can promise you that no one's beating themselves up more than themselves. Mm. And so when you go out and berate them and hammer them about the mistake they made, it just makes the entire situation worse. And so um, I I said, you know, just, just ask them what happened as an owner, talk to them, communicate, but don't berate them. Don't beat them up because again, they are going to already be beating themselves up. And that's how I am. No one will ever beat me up about a mistake more than myself. I was frustrated with myself. I knew it was something simple and something dumb that I just didn't pay attention to. And, and that's exactly what it ended up being. And so I was just frustrated at all the decisions I had made throughout the day as well. Sandbagging the job, not paying attention, distracted, just, it was all on me. So, Mm -hmm. you know, she does a really good job. It wasn't always that way. We've, we've grown a lot, uh, even before the shop, 
I don't know how personal we want to get with things, but we, I mean, I've shared it on several times on the podcast, uh, or, you know, on social media and stuff about, uh, our experiences together. But, you know, we've been through a lot as a couple for sure. Mm-hmm. And instead of allowing those situations to break us and push us further apart, we've used them to, to work through it and grow together because we know, well, we can't let those things dictate our marriage. Right. That's right. not where it started and that's not where we are wanting to go. Right. So if we let the outside sources that are coming against us dictate our marriage, it's not going to go well. You're always going to have something coming against you. That's just how it is. Yeah. And that's the plan. So we're just going to push forward. And instead of pulling apart in the situation, we're going to come together and link hands because we both want the same end result. Yeah, and we talk about that end result. Okay, well, what do we want this year? What are we going towards? And we're on the same page and when we're communicating, that really helps us stick together in those hard situations when it seems like we're not getting to where we want to go. Yeah. But when we pull together, there's no option. Mm-hmm, there, yeah. There's nothing else pulling. We're pulling together and pushing through. Yeah. So you can't, you can't be butting heads when is this it, situation gets is hard. Is it hard though? Because you had a job where the business wasn't right in the backyard. Mm-hmm. So was it kind of that little bit of time, that distance away from the home? Did it, did it, was it easier to keep the job away from the, the home life when it was farther apart? Or are you just good enough at, at handling it that it doesn't really matter that it's literally right outside the back door? You know, you, you leave it when you lock that door, you leave it there and you bring it home. That's a good question. Um, no, like I feel like I was pretty good. I mean, I, I had, there were days obviously like everybody has days. Um, but it it was easier for Mm -hmm. sure to separate it and it wasn't my business. Right. And the fact that it's right outside is difficult, right? So if I'm inside with the kids and there's eight cars out in the parking lot and I know I'm super swamped and I've got work to do. I'm thinking about it. It pulls at you, and right? It's, it's very hard. Now I have, I feel like, and she'll be the one to have to attest to this, but I feel like I've gotten a lot better. It's something that I'm trying to pay attention to and yeah. trying to separate myself. Again, I'm trying to create clear boundaries. And a lot of that has been done because of all these changes I made because yeah. in the early days of the business, I was working Saturdays. Yeah. Yeah. I was working late. You were working a lot more. Yeah, way <laughs> more. So, but that's because I kept thinking, I just need to fix more cars to make more money, which as we know, is not the <laughs> case. Not, it, car count is important, yes. but it is not as much the priority as we have made it for so long. For sure. It's not the yardstick of how we judge whether you're good or bad, right? Not even close. And it, it's most shop owners that I talk to and I'll, I'll preface this that I talk to because of my social media uh, community most of them could change the air enti- change their entire business by just adjusting the way they run the business and they yeah. could actually do what I did where I worked on less cars but actually started making more revenue and mm-hmm. I will say when you made those changes when we talked about it and you're like this is what I'm gonna do your whole attitude changed like when you came home from the shop, it was still hard, but you had a new perspective. And I think it really changed you coming home. Also, your your um, attention and your uh, optimistic outlook on the business, because I think because you saw a different future yeah. before you felt stuck. You're like, there's no way you came to me one day and you're like, we can't make this work. I We're- remember you talk about the lot where you, you said to Marissa, you said, we're never going to be able to hire yeah. another technician. Mm-mm. And right, and then I, I have such admiration for you as I do a lot of owners that came from a tech background is because you appreciate 
how if you're going to hire a tech, mm-hmm. like you said to me, I'm not going to hire a tech just because I need one. Yeah, right. I'm going to hire one and when I can provide them with the lifestyle and the treatment and the culture that they deserve. 100%. Right? 100%. So good on you for not just making that snap decision. I need somebody now. I'm not going to be able to get these cars done if I don't get a person. Yeah, and I think a lot of that has to do with I've seen, like there's there was several other people that I knew that had started shops around the same time that I had, either before or after, mm-hmm. and they grew a lot faster than I did. And But they weren't doing any better. Right. They were higher revenue numbers, but their profit margins weren't there. They were still struggling with uh, their, their problems were just a lot bigger, but for no more money. And so I told her, I'm like, I want to make these changes before we hire a tech, before we grow into a bigger shop, before we do that. It's not going to fix everything, no. but my, my plan is, and my plan has always been since I started making these changes is to try to fix these things now so that is a thing of the past and I can focus now on my business and my employees instead of I just need to hire more techs and get a bigger shop and then hire more techs and then just fix more cars and never fix the actual problems with right. the business. Yeah. And so that that has been my goal. Um, and so that's why we've implemented a lot of those things and a lot of SOPs and changed, you know, you know, the whole story, all mm-hmm. that stuff. So I, I didn't know that. I mean, I, I guess I never really paid attention I, that my, you know, attitude and everything changed. So that's because yeah. I know for so long when I, when I was, and I've been in this industry a long time, I know that I can say honestly that I would come home so many days angry and, and just upset with how the day went in terms of the way I was treated and the political yeah. thing, right. That goes on yeah. within a dealership that it, it did it ruin the relationship. No, it didn't ruin it. But it was definitely one of the factors of why I was not a nice person to be around, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and this is why, so it when, when I talk about what I want to change within this industry, I'm not just trying to change it for him. I'm trying to change it for somebody like yourself, Yeah, you know. And God bless you for having the understanding of what he has gone through and what we've gone through and, and, and sticking by it. Because it, was it Hawken? That talked about the the amount of the percentage of of uh, technicians and their 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 marriage is not working. Oh yeah, I don't right? remember if that's who it was, but I did see that. Yeah, and it's a lot. It's, it's well over fifty percent. I think in technicians, it's like sixty something percent yeah. or something like that. Yeah. It's a high number. Yeah, I. You know, and that like she talks about it, like the end days of the dealership. Like you can touch on that. Like I was coming home, like. Very, yeah, just very angry. You want all you wanted to do when you got home was escape, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> video games and things. I mean, I would literally, this is, I was, would make dinner. I mean, I worked a full time job at the time, came home, made dinner. He's playing video games, and I'm like, hey, dinner's gonna be ready in five minutes. Never came to the table. I sat and ate dinner by myself after working all day. And I'm like, well, it would be nice to eat dinner with my husband. I just made a meal. But I think honestly, he was just in that place of such frustration that he wanted to escape. He couldn't even engage with his wife. Not that he didn't want to. He just didn't have the capacity. Didn't want to think anymore. Yeah. Just just wanted to be, just wanted to check out, not Mm -hmm. think about anything, just do something mindless after, you know, I mean, it's the normal you're, you're dealing with the, the, 
crap car or the crap warranty job or the advisor that's, you know, I'll get you on the next one or, you know, all of that stuff. So all of those things combined and then you just, it continues every day. Now I will say this on, on top of that, because that's not all just the place that I worked. A lot of that does have to do with perspective. I was not in a good place in my perspective as well. Now, granted, all that stuff is still true, Mm -hmm. but you can, you can take that, you know, multiple ways. And I just was not heading in a a good direction at overall. And so my perspective was bad. My work environment was, was bad. I mean, I left the dealership out of frustration. Like we had a date set and then I came home one time and I was like one day and I was like, I'm quitting. What what I say Monday or something? Yeah, like. something. I was like, uh, okay, I guess. We were planning on doing it several months afterwards. I don't remember the exact time, but I was like, I'm quitting Monday. I was like, it's gonna be my last day or Friday or whatever it was. Right. And she was like, oh, okay. And I was like, I just can't. I was like, I cannot take it one more day. Just could not. Even my service manager like was blindsided. Nobody had any clue. But I just couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. And so, um, I was just ready for a change and uh. We had talked about it a lot. I mean, we specifically sold our house before to buy this property, specifically knowing we were going to start a shop. So I already had that in my my head. Yeah, we just didn't have like uh, like I was still really nervous. Mm -hmm. I was going to say that you were very hesitant. Yes, and I think I think honestly, you just didn't have the confidence. You were scared. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and terrified. And I think that it is. It's terrifying. Right. Any new change. Yeah. Not even just starting your own business. Right, but you yep. and I know what it's like to leave one place of employment mm-hmm. and 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 go into another one. And it doesn't matter how the interview went; it doesn't matter what they <laughs> promised you. Reality hits on the at eight o'clock that first day, mm-hmm. and that's not even really real reality. That's just what they're going to show you. Yeah, we just we're just talking with another gentleman. He talks about it's the th- first three months is like the honeymoon phase. Oh, working yeah. at a dealership's like a marriage. You the first three months is just like wow, I'm making so much money. Yeah, you know, and and they're so good to me, and they just they smile at me all the time. And then at month three, that very next day, and Uh-oh. going into month four, it's like all of a sudden, I think he's cheating on me. You know, <laughs> I think they're because they, they might see another wheel toolbox wheel in, and then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. trouble in paradise. Huh? Trouble in paradise. You're you know. That's how it was at my first shop. Like I just was so excited to finally make it into a shop, and then mm-hmm. I was just you know, nothing else mattered. And then all that started wearing off. And then you're just like, okay, you know, this frustrates me or whatever. And again, I, I always like to say like it, 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 a lot of it does have to do with perspective. So we, we are involved with a lot of that, but Mm -hmm. definitely scared. Definitely like worried because she was home with the kids at that time, kid. (laughs) Um, We had one, one kid at that time. So uh, yeah, so that was a big adjustment. We went from me working full time as an ophthalmic assistant and then we had a baby and then I came home all the same time. Can you say what you were again? Ophthalmic assistant. I don't know what that is. <laughs> so it's an eye doctor, but they do surgery. So they're, they're a medical doctor. Okay. Right. So I worked for a glaucoma specialist and I just assisted him with all his right. procedures yeah, and, and, and things. Keep this into perspective for a very long time as a tech, she was making more money than I was and she never went to school, never did any training, literally yeah. started there not knowing anything. I knew nothing about the eyeball. Ever. Nothing. And I became his head technician. So. And so there were lots and lots of years that she was getting paid more than me. (laughs) Right. As a, as a tech who went to school, went to training. Mm. How much money invested in tools? So much. You? Nope. Nothing. They they paid for everything. (laughs) They They paid for my my certification. Yeah. They had Mm -hmm. great 
retirement benefits, literally everything that you mm. could imagine they offered. And uh, so, yeah, that, looking like at that time, I was just always frustrated that she made, but not, not for her, but no. I just, I wanted to make more money. Exactly. You know, that's uh, uh, to me, that's what I wanted to be was the provider of the yeah. family. That's how I felt. I'm like, I want to be able to provide. I don't want you to have to make more money than me. And, um, so that was always the frustration. I'm like, I should be getting paid more like it. But now looking back, I, I see how much even more ridiculous it is of how much we have to invest and put in all this stuff and getting paid less than someone who never had training. And she did a fantastic job. She was great at that job. Her, her doctor loved her. Mm-hmm. He was devastated when she quit, <laughs> when she quit. And so, you know, it's, it's just one of those things like, this is why we're doing what we're doing, right? Like yeah. to, to help change all this. But yeah, so doing all that, and then I was making great money. I was making a hundred grand a year, you know, before we left. You were miserable, but you were making it. Yeah, well, I was miserable <laughs> for sure. But I talk about that a lot of twice, actually probably more than twice, but for sure twice in my career, I've taken major pay cuts and both times I was much happier yes. mm-hmm. taking the pay cuts and what I was doing. And I would rather have a happy husband than going on four vacations a year. Yeah. So that's such a powerful thing to say because there's a stereotype sometimes that a lot of people will look past the the fractures in the in the in the chinks in the armor of of their spouse when they're how we move away from this comfort level of living mm-hmm. how do we move away from that mm-hmm. right and that puts a lot of stress on 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 all of us in the industry but it puts a lot of stress on a man yeah. because you're like when we talk about how men struggle with mental health and we struggle with that weight, yeah. you always feel like you're you're chained to everything. Mm-hmm. It's because once you get to that level, right, it's through thick and thin, yeah, for better or for worse, but it's not always for worse anymore, right? It's not always through the thin times. Mm-hmm. And and we, we go to work sometimes feeling that pressure of, I don't want to take that from her right. or my kids, What I've that level of what I've provided for them. I don't want to take that away. They mm-hmm. don't deserve that to be taken away. The reality is, is that it's not about deserve, right? We don't get what we deserve. That's a that's a myth. Mm-hmm. Right. We do not get what we deserve, and life is not fair. Mm-hmm. We have to. It's about self preservation, mm-hmm. right? And it's a God bless you for being able to 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 make him feel like whatever is going to happen, if we make less, we are going to be okay. Well, I think that's also about communicating too, because he could, like you were saying, maybe he thought, oh, well, if I take a different job, I'm going to make less and she's going to be unhappy because we're not going to be able to do these things. Mm -hmm. But when we're communicating, I'm Mm going to tell him, I would rather you be happy and joyful in what you're doing every day. And and in turn, I can enjoy you and who God made you. And then, you know, the whole family is happier and he can continue doing what he's called to do. So if we're not communicating, then I, I could be put in a situation where I'm holding him back and I might not even know I'm doing it. Right. So, yeah, I mean, the, the family unit is such a powerful thing that mm-hmm. people tend to, it gets overlooked way too much, way, way too much. And huge. But communication is huge. Like we talk about that all the time. Now we're over communicators by nature, both of us. And we're still, we still miss it sometimes. We still miss it sometimes, but we're a lot of type of people like, Hey, I'm leaving. I'll text her. Hey, I'm heading out. Then I'll text her. Hey, I just got here. Hey, this is what's going on. Like we're constantly in communication. It's just how we've, as far as, as long as I can remember, even since we were dating, we both just always done that. Um, and, but we've always like, especially big decisions, like even when I'm buying stuff for the shop and things like that, like 
always talk to her about it. I'm like, hey, I don't just come home with like some random huge whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, I'm thinking about buying this. And she always knows like when I'm doing those kind of things. But you explain it well too. You yeah. say, hey, I, I really think it's, he's inviting me into the process. I'm not in the shop every day with him. I don't do anything involving the shop at all. I take care of the home stuff. I homeschool. I take care of the kids. I make sure that he comes home and um, I have a healthy meal for him and do my best on that part. Obviously, I'm not perfect at all of it, but you know, any way I can support him and that's where I feel like my role is really important. But when he brings me into our business, if you ever hear him talk, he never says my business. He yeah. always says our business. Our business. And I, I don't that. do a single thing actually inside the shop. So he's honoring me by saying that because I am playing my part, even though it's behind the scenes and maybe some people might discredit it. And sometimes I do that to myself. But he always reminds me, you are a very important part of our of our business, our business, not my business. That's why, that's why you're here, Marissa, is because... Uh, and it's not that I would never do a dozen episodes <laughs> with just you, right? But it's a bit. It's we're trying to shine a light on on you and other people that are in your situation. The the little threads you did, I loved where it was like you were showing the tools. Yeah, and you would say it, and you know, you'd put the tool down in front of her, and you'd be like, "Any idea what that costs? And what is it?" <laughs> and and everybody, your comments thread was blowing up with like, "She's gonna lose her mind. She's gonna be." And you. You didn't blink an eye for whatever he said, what it cost or what it did or whatever, right? Uh, no, I don't. I don't. He you supports s- our family with that. And he, like I said, if it's a larger purchase, he will come and say, hey, I'm thinking about buying this for the shop. This is what it, what I envision it doing. This mm-hmm. is my plan on how to use it. And this is my plan how to pay for it. Yeah. It's not like I'm all figure it out when we figure it out. No, we're talking about a plan together and we're in agreement. So we're going to walk it out together. Um, I, s- I saw that discussion when you were talking about keys. And you were talking about Brian and I, yeah. what you would buy for, for investing in, in doing the keys thing, right? Yeah. Because it's it's a lucrative thing for you to tap into, mm-hmm. but it's a big expense, right? Mm-hmm. Big expense, and you have to do the ROI on it, return of investment. Yeah. For those that don't know what ROI, I, I've been there and I didn't know what ROI meant. So I, always I still don't to, know what ROI is. <laughs> return, return on investment. <laughs> okay, he, he is way better on it than me too, and it's the same thing like... I, I tried to quote what the 300% rule was today, and I'm pretty sure I boffed the last third of it, right? It's funny because I know what the 300% rule is, but somehow I always mess it up. I don't know why, but I always mix and match, yeah. and I know yeah. exactly what it means, though, and how to do it. That's yeah. what I live and breathe by now, but um, yeah, like if you don't, so I was going to say as she was talking about that stuff, we also don't. So the entire business has been run off of cash. I'll, I'll state that. But that's because in our personal life, we were in a lot of debt and mm-hmm. 90, actually 100% of it all was for me. I don't think you had any debt when we got married. No, I didn't. Um, so I brought- But I, I, I had debt after I married you because your well, debt yeah, became so my yeah, debt. Correct, yes. <laughs> but no, but I did not bring these. Yes. <laughs> right, so, thanks, you know, babe. I walked into the marriage with, well, after the school was after, but, you know, $30,000 for UTI, and I had a $20,000 car note. I had lots of credit cards, like no, yeah. eight or nine credit oh, yeah, cards maxed out. Cards. Like just, wow. Before buried. you were like 20. Yeah, buried in You were debt. 21 when we got married, so. Mm-hmm. So we got married young. She was 19, I was 21. So just buried in absolute debt. Now, some of that was after we got married. Um. And so once we got out of that, I clawed us out. and <laughs> By the d- grace of God, we yeah, got out of no that doubt. one. <laughs> so we got out of all consumer debt um, aside from our mortgage, and yeah. that's how we've ran the business. And so, uh, but I, be, when you pay cash for something, it, it's different. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. even if it's like a not actual physical cash, but mm-hmm. when it's coming out of your bank account, 
you want to look at the ROI because you see that money. But when you run it on debt, you don't pay attention to it nearly as much. The t- all the statistics are there. Like yeah. you, I, you don't have to take my word for it. Look up the statistics <laughs> and do the research yourself. It's amazing. But that helps with less stress on our marriage because we're not so focused on, you know, do we have all these debt payments that we have to pay every month and how strapped are we going to be? Yeah. And do we, do we pay the parts bill or do we go to the grocery store? Exactly. Yeah, right. Right. Like and Lucas, Lucas and David talk about that, how mm-hmm. they were literally like, we were going to either buy groceries or pay the parts bill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, when it's just you two, maybe you can figure it some, but when you've got a house full, of, not a house full, but you have two children at home. Yeah. Well, how do you come home to them and say, there's no cereal, there's no yeah. milk, there's no bread because we're paying a parts bill. Right. At the shop. Those young children, that means nothing to them. They have no yeah. grasp, no concept of what, what's going on there. No. This is why, you know, I'm I when Lucas started to show me the realities of, of what a lot of shop owners are, and as I've gotten to know you and, and the uh, when you were first starting out, what the reality was, mm-hmm. I, I've changed some of my perspectives about what a lot of shop owners are. And we had, just as I was sitting over there, um, we get talking a lot about fear. Mm-hmm. And fear being the motivation for why or why we don't do things, why yeah. we don't make changes. Yes. And they, I've come to realize that a lot of people are just scared. But I also made a very poignant statement to them. But the reality is at the end of the day, we can't still use fear as an excuse because it's a more accepted excuse yeah. to not do something. Yeah, the reality is, is there's examples like yourself. There's examples of other successful people out there that have done it that we can't continue to sit there and say, it's okay because you're scared. The change has to happen regardless. Yes. So scared is not going to cut it anymore for the reason why people don't do it. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's still, that's tough talk. Yeah. It really is. Is because, you know, and here's what I feel. I'm, I'm feeling like as some of the people are getting our, our, and not, I'm, I'm older than you guys, but the younger people that are starting to age up, Mm-hmm. in this industry and are, are doing it a different way and setting a different example like yourself of how you market yourself so well. Um, the older people I think are starting older, more established shops are starting to go, wow, there is some truth to what, you know, they're saying, you know, that you don't have to always do it the way we always did it. Cause right. that's always the way it's been done. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That doesn't fly anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. We're in a, we're in a situation here where we have to change things up in, a, in order to sell this to the customers yeah. and to sell it to the next generation. to want to take this on as a career. Yeah. And, and I'm scared to, it's not hacking it. You got to face your fears one day. Cause every other industry out there is, is evolving, is changing daily. Mm-hmm. And we're still sometimes sitting in the, in the, you know, well, uh, they bring their own parts because, you know, we let them mm-hmm. and we've always let them. And I don't know if I didn't let them where I'd be. Yeah. At, at the end of the day, it's like in that, what we were talking about earlier in Cecil's class, like his, what he said is like he, his goal is, is to get you making money so you can be home with your family. And I heard something really powerful from a TikTok recently um, it was a few months back, but he was talking about your kids and he was saying, your kids only want you. Mm-hmm. They don't mm-hmm. want anything else. They don't care. Yeah. They, they don't care about the bills. They don't care about how stressed you are. They don't care what's going on at work. They don't care about your fights as a, a husband and wife. All they want is you. Mm-hmm. They don't care what's going on around them. 
They literally just want mom and dad and they want to spend time with you. And if you're at the shop all day long, 24-7, working every day, you're going to miss it and you're going to regret it. And Well, I, if they don't have that that acceptance and obviously we accept them, you know, and love that you love your kids. That's just how it is. But if they don't receive that and understand that and know that, guess what? Everyone, everyone desires love. I don't, I don't yeah, care where yeah. you are, where you're from. Everyone desires love. And guess what? If your kids aren't getting it from you, they're going to go somewhere else and look for it somewhere else. Yeah. And it's not going to be in a good place. And that's, it's, that's a scary thing, right? When we mm-hmm. see so many people that fall into, into bad, bad ways, bad yes. places. Yeah. Um, it's not that they always come from, I mean, everybody, every parent, every out there says, I loved my kids. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's, did you love them by what you were doing? Right is a way to show love when the reality is you, you just miss things. Right. Yeah. We worked right. with teens a lot at our church and we see it come from great families, you know, healthy families, but they're, we haven't invested as parents into our kids enough in the way that they can receive the love. Everyone kind of, you know, takes love in a different way, but mm-hmm. you have to learn and have a relationship with your kids to understand how to love them properly to let them know, Hey, you think one of our kids thinks very differently than we do. So it's been a challenge to really yeah. figure out how we can communicate to them to show them that we love them and care of them, even though they're very different from our personalities. And they're both very different from each other. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so we have to show them love differently right. than the other. Like my my one, my son is much different than my daughter. And so we do not show them love the same way because mm-hmm. they don't, it's not the same for them. So can we, can we elaborate on that? Yeah. Without getting too personal? Sure. Yeah. yeah. No, it's no fine. of yeah. course. Let's uh, do that. So besides the fact that they're boy and girl, yes. obviously that, that <laughs> yeah. makes a big it's difference. A big I don't care what anybody else says. It's a big difference. It is a huge difference. Um, but our one is very, our daughter is very creative. She thinks very out of the box. She's very, um, she's never played with toys and nobody ever believes me when we say that, but she's never played with toys. Um, She, I mean, I walked into her room the other day and she had decorated her room with tissues. (laughs) <laughs> you know, so just things like that. And Chris mm-hmm. and Chris and I walk in and we're like, oh my gosh, this is a mess. Like, this is terrible. But to cut her down in something that she's so proud of and that she took time and, you know, we're going to say, wow, that's really cool. Like, you decorated your room with tissues. In my mind, I'm like, that is the craziest thing <laughs> I've ever seen. That's $50 for the tissue. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're thinking, like, that's it's a Chris mess. Says. You have to clean it up. Yeah, you know, like, it costs oh money. But to her, she just made, like, the most amazing thing yes. ever. And she spent all this time. And so, and, and I want to <laughs> let everyone know I am still learning all of this. And I have fall, fallen very short on this. And I it was a very... Uh, rude awakening on some several situations that I had and I was just it was for sure God like letting me know like hey this is not how you handle this and you need to figure this out and pay attention because again to her like she has this great grand idea or whatever and all I'm focused on is oh it's gonna cost this or now I gotta clean up this mess or like you made a mistake you did it wrong that sort of thing she 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 does she has no idea Mm -hmm. she's six years old yeah she don't know right so but you know to me I'm like oh but you you have to set aside that and again I'm far from perfect I need to reiterate that far from perfect I'm still learning all of this and I think a lot of times when people listen to this they're like oh well you know it sounds like they got it all figured out no, no we do not not even close we're still in the learning progress yes. or process of all of this uh, and we're still growing every day and so we're just trying to figure it out but the great thing is is we noticed it and now we're trying to 
nurture it and better ourselves. And so now instead we have to stop ourselves, be aware and okay, now I need to, I need to approach this a different way. Mm -hmm. I need to look at this. It's fine. Whatever the mess, there's always a mess when you have kids, there's always a mess. (laughs) So you just, okay, that's so amazing. You know, we, we show her excitement and we, you know, we get in there and do it with her. Like, oh, not appreciate it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, let me help you decorate the room or let me help you do this. Like get involved with it now instead of making it, you know, oh, it's a terrible thing. So Correct. that initial reaction that you had. Yeah. Is that how you were brought up? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Very much so. Yeah. Very, yeah. very, very tough. My, my dad and, you know, my dad was very tough when I was young and, you know, I've got some stories, but I have a great relationship with my dad now. Mm-hmm. So, but he was raised with nine other kids wow. or nine kids total, right? Yeah. He was one of eight and his dad died when he was 15. One of nine. He's one of one nine. Of, yeah. He's one of nine and his dad died when he was, re- yeah, super young. So his mom and, basically raised all of those kids. All nine kids for by, a herself. Long time by herself. She's a saint. Yeah. So he, be, he became a, a man at a very young age. Yes. Very, very young. And then my mom got pregnant when she was 15. Mm-hmm. so yeah so yeah see he didn't have a great example as well and mm-hmm. same thing like he he's the hardest li- i'm not kidding you when i say this the hardest working man you will ever meet in your entire life and so that was my example growing up is is work harder work harder work harder mm-hmm. and thankfully like i do work very hard like especially yes, when do. the when the time comes but i also again know now now that I understand it and have now created these boundaries, but I'm also in a position with my business where I've changed so many things that I don't have to work 24 seven to make the money right. to feel like, you know what I mean? Cause you, you're in that situation. I don't fault anybody for doing that because that's what they have to do in that moment. But if they just take the time to learn it and understand it and I will preach this probably till the day I die. Learn your numbers. You need to learn and understand the numbers. I cannot say that yeah. enough because you can't know how to run the business without understanding the numbers. And I'm not even that great at the numbers. Someone like Dutch is like, you well, know, it's, it, it's, it's so it's such a different level with him, right? Yes. Like I, I don't even try to discuss the business, <laughs> the way you just try to discuss the business thing with him. I just sit back from the mechanic standpoint, any, 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 beats me in every kind of conversation that we have <laughs> about perspectives because it's like he's just such a, a an intelligent learned yes. individual that you cannot and it's not just somebody who's read a whole lot of books no it's lived it yeah oh 100% right so that's the other thing that is is what makes it even twice as effective is because he doesn't just you know talk to a whole lot of people and take perspectives yeah he's been through it it's tested tried and true right like so. You knowing those numbers too, I feel it gave you peace. Yeah. Because it's like the unknown. Mm-hmm. And when you're struggling in the unknown, it's so much harder. And then once you had that click, those numbers came together, you had peace over it. It was still hard, but at least you had you knew where you were headed. Yeah. And also, um, you know, understanding and learning that helped me, you know, make the changes that I needed to make knowing what I needed to do because I had no idea. And it's so hard as I feel like a lot of times as one person shop owners, because this doesn't get talked about very much, but you're, because you're doing everything, most of the time you feel so overwhelmed. You don't know what to do. I, mm-hmm. It was either vision or ASC. I can't remember. I was in the middle of a class and they were talking about putting all these processes in place. And so they asked for questions and I'm like, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. It's just me. I'm doing everything. And I, 
I, in my mind, I can't make another change mm-hmm. because I feel stuck because I'm so busy literally doing everything. Yeah. So, but you have to slow down a lot of times, which we're usually unwilling to do. Mm-hmm. Slow down, take some time, understand it to make the changes and it sucks and you're going to it's probably lose a little bit of revenue. It's scary to slow down. But yeah. it's going to benefit you way more in the long run. And it, it has to, but you have to make the decision. I can sit here and preach at you all day long and until that person makes that decision. I saw that when you, I can remember from your TikTok and your Instagram, when you're talking about your numbers, know your numbers, know your numbers. And you and I know who you're addressing that to. Yeah. Certain people in your followings and certain people in the, in the social circles that we run mm-hmm. where you're, we know shop owners in those groups and we're like, you need to know them. And then we see some people that have big followings that you know from a business standpoint are drowning. Oh, you yeah. Know? Like they are brilliant mechanics, yeah. but they are so in need of, of of these kind of conversations and they're so in need of, of, a, of a trip to here like this. Yeah. That's why I'm so proud that Rich is here. Yeah. You know, I'm so proud of that. Like it, people think it's just crazy like that that I'm so excited that a guy like him meets a guy like you yeah it's right? awesome because it's like you're on one side of the not one side but you and I are tight in in ASOG and changing industry yeah we're we're heavily involved in that and then you've got a guy like him that is is just it's a new thing to him yeah right and he's starting to see and it's like we want to bring those people to this. And it's mm-hmm. not like trying to get everybody going to the same occult or church or whatever like that. It's mm-hmm. not about that. It's not trying to sell anybody something. It's just like, these people can help you. Yeah. And yeah. the most of them will be willing to do it for free. Yeah. The way you learned. Right. Well, and it's like, it's like, we've talked about it before. We don't agree on everything. No. You, me and Brian don't agree on everything. Me, you, Noah. And yeah. Like there's oftentimes we're getting discussions and we don't agree on anything, but we're all respectful enough because at the end of the day we have a common vision we know where we want the industry to go and so it there's something bigger than us Mm -hmm. so we have those conversations and we may not agree but it does get us thinking i say that all the time like somebody like i'm very hard-headed yeah as you know yeah um very hard-headed and so a lot of times like there are sometimes somebody will say something to me and i'm like nah like instantly brush it off and then a couple days later i'll start thinking about it and i'm like hmm you know what that's probably pretty good. And then it starts to, and I start to ponder and ponder more. And then I'm like, you know what? They're probably right. And then I'll start diving into it and do my own research. And then there are other times they'll say something and I'm like, no. And then I think about it later. I'm like, no, that's stupid. Like I just, it's, it is dumb, but you, you, even me being hard headed as I am, I'm still open enough. Mm -hmm. Give the thought a chance. Give the thought a chance. Mm -hmm. And there are only a couple things I never, ever, question at all but aside from that like everything else i'm like it's it's open like let's let's discuss it let's see if it actually works you know and have those conversations but again just because we're like you said we want to get everybody here it doesn't mean we're not we're not all going to agree on the same exact stuff that's okay but rising tides raise all ships and that's that's why when i want to reach out to more and more people and i want to say like my my dream for this this conference would have been if we could have had chuck Check yeah. engine jug mm-hmm. and Paul sit down. Yeah, because I mean it's like you you shared the meme that went around. Mario, I think spearhead at first, and it's like you better lower your voice when yeah. you talk to me if you don't know <laughs> standard <laughs> yeah. And then somebody immediately within you know ten minutes of that being up goes, 
you better lower your voice to me if you don't know who Check Engine Chuck is. And we're literally talking about the divide of one person is on in TikTok in a very big way. Yeah. That's Chuck. And then Paul is in a big way on, on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And what I'm not trying to do is is one is better than the other. Yeah, I know. But I mean, the fact that they, that Chuck knows who Paul is, but Paul doesn't get to know who Chuck is, right? Yeah. Or Or they know who Mario is. Like, it was so cool last night to be sitting here and I kept saying to Mario, I said, I name off this name and I name off that name. And he's like, I might have seen that guy, but I don't really know who that is. And I'm like, Mario, I haven't mentioned your name to anybody in a long, long time that doesn't know who Super Mario Diagnostics are. Yeah. And he just, he goes, blows it off. But I mean, so the whole thing for me to come here to this and to bring, to see you again and and to be able to bring Rich and was to try and get those people to connect with what we're trying to do, right? Yeah. Because... If they listen to this, that's one thing. They listen to this and they go home and, 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 you know, maybe change how they do things at the shop to make it easier on their home life. Yeah. You know, they learn how to tweak their numbers a little bit so that they don't have to work seven in the morning until seven at night, yeah. six days a week. Yeah. And you, you don't know? have to, by the way. Yeah. But, but you'll, you'll hear the excuses, right? Of why you have to. Yeah. yeah. And you know that the excuses are not the truth. Right. Yeah. We've seen them. We walked them. And you, I think you first you have to stop telling yourself that. Yeah. Well, it, it, again, like we talked about, like you and I and Marissa and everybody else, we can talk. And I love podcasts. You know, I'm yes. a huge proponent of podcasts. I've I want to get as many people on this podcast as humanly possible. Yep. But at the end of the day, like you just said, like we can only talk so much we can talk to our blue in the face mm-hmm. but until we actually put some action behind it mm-hmm. it doesn't change anything and i had to make the decision myself to make those changes and that's why i constantly say when i'm doing these videos talking about what i've changed and what i do now in my shop guess what i was in your position working seven to seven i was in your position not making any yeah. money i didn't take a paycheck for this first yeah. six months that i started my shop I realized that my shop was not going to survive if I kept going the way I was going. So I had to make changes. I can't tell you why it was easier than for me than I see a lot of shop owners do at making those decisions and changes because it didn't take me long. It might be. I mean, also, what about support? Maybe I was you know, just going to say that sometimes. How yeah. big a factor is she? I mean, that's very possible. I, I, I mean, it's always a big factor to me. Mm-hmm. Like she is never ever like gone against me she's always been supportive from the I very might ask beginning questions oh yeah she always either asks. if i don't understand or i'm like it eh, doesn't sound like a great idea yeah. can we talk about this a little bit more and yeah i'm not a mechanic i know nothing about cars so i might ask a little bit more questions or i'm not an entrepreneur it's just not inside of me so i might have a little bit more questions but i'm not second guessing you i just want to know more so we can be on the same page mm-hmm. yeah like somebody asked us because i did questions on our way down here and somebody asked like were there ever any doubts <laughs> and i was she i was I like had, nope she had no doubts not me i was like yeah i have lots of doubts but she never doubted for a minute that i wasn't going to succeed so you know how much does that do for me right like it's it's you can't you can't put a measure on that yeah and she's been like that you know even before when we weren't on a journey of like just growing and better ourselves and having these crazy life experiences and stuff when you go through stuff like that it changes your perspective, right? Your, your entire outlook on life and everything changes. So I think that's one of the uh, surprising things when I came to AST, this is my second year. So yeah. I came with Chris last year and he was like, Hey, I want you to go with me. And I was like, why? 
I was like, that makes no sense. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to figure out what to do with the kids. I'm like, I got to get a sitter. I got to pack their food and make sure everything's good. I'm like, that just sounds like a lot of work for me to follow you around a conference with a bunch <laughs> of dudes. <laughs> okay, like just being honest. Hey, and there's some ladies here. There are some ladies. I have, I've met a couple ladies yeah. that are great. Um, but he just, he really wouldn't let me say no. And he was like, you're coming with me and it's going to be fine. I think the most surprising thing for me coming here has been the I didn't expect it to be so like welcoming even on my side yeah so like it's been a really benefit I mean I've taken notes and classes to help me and my goal obviously I'm not going to implement those in our shop because I don't work in the in our shop but I can help encourage him as he is doing that so I took I I actually texted myself today and I said, you know, a note to myself, this is specific ways I'm going to start encouraging him every day because I know that he is going to be heading up some hard things. He's going to do that. And if I'm not there encouraging him, who's going to, if your wife, if you're, if you're not encouraging your husband, who's going to encourage him? He's, you're the one that he sees every morning and every night and every day. So I'm just challenging you out there, wives. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you are frustrated with your husband or if you feel like he's not doing his part on on the business side or the family side, challenge yourself to get over yourself and just encourage your husband and see and just try it. Just, I'm just challenging you. Try it. See what happens. Mm -hmm. Because if we continue doing that, then it, if I make him feel like he's the greatest man alive, then guess what? He's going to go out there and be the greatest man alive. So this, just do it. It's it, that, that vote of confidence and that and that security of feeling like everything can go wrong, and she's pulling for it, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, you oh had yeah. days like that. Oh yeah, we've oh, talked yeah. about like that, like you know, some of the cars that just kick your butt. Yeah, oh yeah. And it's like so much for me where it went wrong is I I I would have days that where nothing went right, cars would kick my butt, and I didn't really have anyone to come home to. Yeah, that mm -hmm. that wanted to That'd understand. Yeah, you know what it was about, and even. You know, they just, it, it was tough. You know, yeah. it is really, and so when you have somebody that makes you feel like whatever it is, you let your, close that door, leave it behind you. Yeah. You, you're now, this is the real reason that you're here. Yeah. This is the real point of your life. Yes. Is your children and your wife and, and the, the legacy that you're going to leave. None of that mattered. It doesn't matter after we come through that door. And it's hard to separate that. And that's yeah. just not Very in our hard. industry. I think it's in so many industries oh, yeah. and yeah, anybody's yeah. workplace. 100%. You know, but I, I'm better at it now. But I mean, I have a little white dog that, you know, like I can, I can, I can complain to in that sense. <laughs> there she, you go. she loves me, you know, regardless. And that, that blew my mind with, I didn't realize how much better I was at my job when I had somebody that I could just come home and and relax with yeah. mm -hmm. which it can be a pet but i mean a spouse it doesn't matter i really fear for the people that are i've seen go through a relationship breakup mm -hmm. and they come home to not a lot not a lot but here's the thing i i like it, it i'm it's gonna sound like i'm just gonna push for ast or some sort of training because when you come here now you create 
relationships with other shop owners. And so you feel like you're the only person Mm -hmm. going through this. Eric just told me today after their episode dropped, he had so many people emailing him saying, we're we're struggling with the same thing. Like everybody thinks that they're struggling with something by themselves. You're not the only person. And like, how many times have I messaged in the group asking for help for something and I'm having a rough day or whatever and y'all help me? You know, that is the kind of support system. If you're not married, if you don't have yeah. a girlfriend yeah, or something, right. you can still have a support system with other shop owners or other people in the industry that they you can relate to them and they can relate to you. And it's you need that mentally, physically. You need all of that spiritually. You need all of that stuff to... You, you need basically like a sounding board. Just well, lo- loneliness is a real thing. Yeah, and 100%. I think people run away from it or deny it. Yeah. Um, they're ashamed that if they feel lonely and yes. you can feel lonely even when you're married. Yeah. Yes. I feel lonely in the shop all the time because yeah. I work in the shop by myself and mm-hmm. I absolutely hate it. I don't like being out in the shop by myself. It's one of the worst things that I do deal with is being out in the shop by myself all day long maybe that's why i started that whenever you want (laughs) (laughs) and maybe that's why i started recording myself i have no idea i was was gonna ask you because i mean it's you seem very like all your stuff when you put it out there seems very random like it just kind of happened and it's like i'm gonna record this but you wake up every day with with a with a dialogue about what I'm going to somewhat when yeah. mm-hmm. and what I'm going to discuss today. Yeah. And that's hard for me because like going back to it, I reached out to you because it's like the podcast was doing good, but I'm like, there's so many people that I want to reach with it. How do I do that? And you just started giving me little like little tidbits of like, okay, so put that on TikTok and put that on TikTok and, and put that on Instagram. And, and this is, and you're going way over my, my <laughs> level, but I mean, I'd be lying if I said TikTok hasn't been the biggest growth of of my podcast that I've been responsible. Now, Paul Danner, every time he mentions me mm-hmm. the, and the podcast, the analytics just shoot through the roof. Like mm-hmm. Lucas yeah. and, and, and David and I were talking about it before lunch. He says it's crazy. Yeah. Every time Paul says that 5,000 more people find your podcast. Yeah. 5,000. That's a lot. Crazy. People find it. <laughs> And right? that's what's wild is when you think about it, you know, how many times he mentions it, but how how big the following is, that's what I hate the most about the algorithms yeah. is like, you know, I can post a reel. I have 50 something thousand followers on Instagram, only 5,000 actually see it. Yeah. It's like, well, I have yeah. five fifty thousand people. Like, that's so frustrating. That's not frustrating at all. <laughs> so it's like you put all this work in and you're like, you want to put it out there and you want people to see it and interact with it and they don't because the algorithm is goofy but yeah, it is. you know that's the nice thing is like these people that are connected again all are looking to do the same thing mm-hmm. we're all looking to help the industry and better it that's why i love what paul's doing and making these videos oh. having these conversations because again we need to talk about it and yeah. then we need to put it into action yeah. afterwards like let's figure out well, okay this is what we want We're going to figure that out and talk about it. And then how can we put it in action? What can we do after that as a collective, the entire industry, and then go from there? Like Paul and I were talking last night and I said, you know, this is what we intend to do with you. I said, we're going to have a commercial that's going to run during every episode of the podcast. And he gets so mad because he's like, (laughs) you guys mention me in every podcast. And I go, first of all, 
I don't tend to mess, mention you. <laughs> the guests are always mentioning you. Yeah. Because yeah. the common thread here with all so many people in the industry that we're now talking to is it was through him that they found their path. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and he says, and I said, so, well, he's, he's like, I want to sponsor you and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, dude, you know, you've already done so much more for me. And he's like, but no, he's like, I want to do it. I, I, no one has, you know, I need to do this for you. But he doesn't realize, he's starting to realize. But the same as he doesn't think he did all anything all that special, I don't think me mentioning him so much and talking about him is all that special. I'm just being genuinely transparent when I say yeah. the man changed my trajectory on where I was going with this industry. Yeah. There's two two guys, Lucas and Paul, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That's it. And and so when he gets aw shucks about it and, you know, I want to <laughs> like – he's 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 better now he's starting to really realize he said to me just the other day i didn't realize how many people's lives i touched until i started to to see the feedback that's happening in this podcast doesn't that happen sometimes you know you you put in and you put the seed in the ground and you put it and you harvest it and you you know it takes a while for that to come up Mm -hmm. and you kind of in that beginning seasons you kind of have to work on things before you can kind of push it all the way out and there. And it comes from such a magical place from him because he literally, if you go back and watch his first videos, he is literally just in a classroom mm-hmm. recording mm-hmm. the video to be able to then just have it as a, a learning aid so that they can b- go back if they miss the lecture. Yeah. Right. They miss the classroom, be able to watch it, and it's uploaded on YouTube. Oh, yeah, I've heard that a lot playing in, while I'm laying in bed trying to go to sleep. <laughs> That's what we told him last year when I met him. I was like, well, she probably heard your voice a lot yeah. when I was laying back because, you know, I'm you know I'm like you or weirdos yeah. that we work on cars all day long and go home and learn more about cars. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it is true, and I, I think – it was a big deal for me like to be able to meet him like i was all giddy about it last year and uh i mean he literally shaped my diagnostic testing career like that's how why i started branching out i was at the dealership they didn't even know what an oscilloscope was at the dealership i was the first person to ever buy one and use it at the dealership and they're like what is this and i helped a guy diagnose a can bus issue from a body shop car and i didn't even know what i was doing yeah i was just poking and prodding around and we figured it out and it, it was great. And I was like, Oh my gosh, stuff actually works, but it, it makes a difference. Like, I think we just, I don't know. Like, that's what I told her. Like I, none of this started like my social media stuff. I didn't start to do any of this. We yeah. were just talking about this. I didn't start at all to try to change the industry mm-hmm. or, you know, be a voice for the industry. None of that stuff. It started out with me wanting to get free tools that is literally how it started. And then I was like, uh, the tools are nice, but it's just not like, I don't well, know. It's, like not I, it's not fulfilling. And mm-hmm. I still like the, I love tools. Yes. Like, we can see that. <laughs> I love, love, love my yeah. tools, but being able to talk about the automotive industry stuff. And especially like, it seems like TikTok that's very popular and I was not utilizing TikTok. Now that I am like those videos do really well. And the mm-hmm. conversation's really great. And there's a lot of people talking about it and more and more people are understanding it. And it's, it is, it's much more fulfilling. And the goal is I think collectively again for all of these people is we want what's best for all of the people in the industry because we so undervalue ourselves. So, so undervalue ourselves. Even to this day, like I am pretty i value myself pretty well and i still feel like i undervalue myself even more and i think that's just it is you know we we try to we were very 
as a collective group, we're all just kind of humble, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess it's probably the best way to put it. Like we don't want the spotlight. Like I don't want people to come up and, you know, Oh, this, I'm like, I just, that's not why I did it. Like yeah. talking about the, the Matt thing. I told her that before. Yeah. I'm like, I don't, yeah, I, it's not why I, I didn't do it for that. I don't. And, and, and I'm, I'm, I said to you right at lunch, I'm, I was bragging on you because <laughs> and that's what I do because it is such a, and hopefully when he arrives tomorrow, we might be able to sit down with him for a few minutes Yeah, and, and, and so. get, because I want to hear him. I really want to hear him talk about if he'd ever made this kind of move in his career without you. I think we know what the answer is on that, right? Yeah. We kind of talked about that. Mm-hmm. So I am so proud of you because, you know, and some people could say, well, Chris does that to get follows. Chris does that to get people to like his, to, to watch his next reel. I know I've known you long enough now, right? Because we were connected really last year at AST. Yeah. That, that, that I know that that's not where the motive is for Chris. No, I can attest to that. Chris is, is wants to see this industry, you know, and I'm I'm even worse than you because I, I'll sh- you've seen me. I'll share stuff and it's like this guy is <laughs> is saying this about you know text at the dealer and and I, I, I'd punch him through the phone if I could. Yeah, and and, and you get mad, but yeah. you get mad in, in a different way, and you step up and go in a much more diplomatic way, dude. You need training. Whereas I might go, oh, you are the problem with the industry, and you know, <laughs> you get up there and go, dude, you need training. I was, you, I was exactly where you are, and then people go, well, okay, that's a lot of people just leave it at there. For what you did for that young man, I'm so excited to be able to hear and see now if any of it sticks. Yeah, what he's going to be exposed to if any of it sticks, and I, I hope to God it does. I, I want to be confident that it will. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Because you had res- resistance to, to making the change, right? We all mm-hmm. talk about that. Yeah. And I hope that he's got the same kind of security, um, I don't want to call it security blank, support system yeah. like that you are mm-hmm. to see him achieve that because that would be phenomenal. Yeah. You know? I think so. He told me that he had talked with his wife and kids before you know they had discussed it as a family so i, I don't That's know important. much about him i'm excited to meet him and talk to him and yeah yeah me too i want to know the backstory yeah right i don't know i literally know nothing about him i think he is like i don't think he has a backstory similar to you and i i think he's almost all self-taught he might be yeah i i like like i said i i don't know it's mm-hmm. just like we had talked about i just stewed on it for multiple days yeah. and i thought well what what's gonna what can I do? What can I actually do to make a change in this, this guy's life? And, um, I don't know. I, like I do I said, believe I, your words were, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. Yeah. That, well, <laughs> something along those lines. Like I'm just going to actually just do something And that's something exactly about it. what you did. Yeah. And there's so few of us that don't, like I was bragging on last night and it's just like, we don't like, there's a lot of people in a way bigger operation than yourself, way different numbers than what you make. I'm not, you don't have to disclose your numbers or yeah. whatever, right? But you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That wouldn't do that. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, and I would hope you, they would. Yeah. <laughs> but they don't. And I asked you just at lunchtime, I'm like, how did you think about that? Because he's all of a sudden going to take, open up his wallet, grab a stranger, and and and. I trust his heart and I trust his discernment. So when he told me, I said, oh, well, that sounds awesome. Great. Let's do it. Yeah. I mean, uh, again, if you're going to do something like that, you just have to 
say do, we're so focused on like if we're gonna pay for this or do this the end like, result what's the end result mm-hmm. they may not what's show the up investment yeah, right return. what's and it's yeah. like you just the it you wasn't can't a think business of it that move. way no it, it didn't benefit me at all. I, right. <laughs> I didn't make any money. I lost money. I mean, yeah. I'm not lost, but you know what I mean? Like, I'm not like getting money back. Mm-hmm. Nobody paid for anything. I, right. I just decided, and I was like, well, like, I was weighing out the pros and cons, and I thought, well, he, we might pay, and he might not show up, like, because I, I had to pay before him, but I thought, you know what? It's, who cares? Like, it, it's five, six hundred. I don't even know what the total was. Yeah. Five or six hundred bucks. Like, yeah. it, whatever. Just You count were coming it. anyway. Coming anyways. Yeah. It's no big deal. Um if I can help him and change the trajectory of his career like it has for me, uh, then why not? It's worth the chance mm-hmm. in my mind. What's 600 bucks at the yeah. end of the day? Another family is worth the chance. Oh, because 100%. if he improves the things that he needs to, it will change his entire outlook and family life. Mm-hmm. It, it'll change his family tree. Mm-hmm. Legitimately change his life, yes. his wife's life, his kids' lives, their kids' life. That's what Dave Ramsey always says is changing people's family trees. Like mm-hmm. yeah. that's literally what it, it's changed ours. Yeah. I mean, cause we weren't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the business, we were either going to stay that way forever. Right. And never actually make money, mm-hmm. which profit is not a dirty word. That's right. I just want to continue saying that. Or we were going to go out of business and then I would have that failure hanging around my neck and who knows how I would take that because that's just, some people take that differently than other, and I'm not right. that type of person I, to take I, failure very well. I adore you to heck, but I have a feeling that if you had went out on your own and it failed, you would have been almost unemployable. I would back. say you're probably right? 100% right. Because I know what your personality is like, and I know yeah. your pride, and I know your yes. your stubbornness and, yes. and your strength of conviction. And I, I think that that's what happens to a lot of people out there after they do that. And you see yeah. these case, you know, these stories of... of I owned my own shop. Mm-hmm. And then um, Mario has a coworker who I was talking to his shop owner and he used to run a shop and then he made some really good business and he doesn't even need to work. Mm. He's very well off. Yeah. Like wealthy well off. Yeah. And, but why is he still going in and working on vintage Porsches all the time? Cause he absolutely loves, loves it. it. Right. Yeah. Now, that's a guy that is going to have a successful, I used to be a shop owner, now I'm an employee again, and it's successful. Yes. Because there's that safety blanket there. You and I, I haven't even been the shop owner yet, and it's very frustrating sometimes for me with all the people I network with and all the things that I've learned and been shown and seen. I'm not always the easiest person to employ because I've, I've always been the way that I will, I, I will say what's on my mind. If you ask me, how would you handle that? That's probably not the best way to do it because I'm going to be like, well, firstly, you know, and then it goes in a, a, a tirade. Yeah. And then the person's looking at me like, first of all, where did you get all that information? And then second of all, how dare you? Mm-hmm. Right? Because I don't just back it up with an opinion. I'll back it up with an example of how somebody does it different and why it works for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'll some even some fact. That's not always welcome. So no. I'm, I'm glad. I'm proud of where you are and I'm proud to know you and I'm proud to see that this is going so good for you. And I, I'm proud to heck of what you what you've done with, with this, with this young man, because it, it's, you know, I'll brag about you for, for a long time, because if we see it changes life, like we said, mm-hmm. then there is nobody that deserves more credit than yourself and him. I'll just give God all the credit. Cause yeah, well, <laughs> I, but you're the you're the 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 
the vessel. The vessel. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, sure. Yeah. Yes, I am the vessel. I mean, you did say yes. It is a yes, very... Yes, But, and, and, and I... Again, I don't know. I'm just... I, it's weird to me. Like, I just don't... It's... Like, you don't want to make it about yourself. Yes. It's, yeah. And I'm I not trying that. to. Yeah, I know. I, but and it, I appreciate it. Is it worth, sure. It's worth celebrating what you did. Yeah. You know? It really is. Yeah. And I mean, even if it doesn't pan out to be something great for him, or he may he may take a job driving truck in two years. We don't know. Yeah. Right? Well, we maybe don't. it's an opportunity for somebody else who feels that tug on their heart towards somebody, or maybe it's a frustration tug. You know, just just do it. Yeah. Just do it. I mean, shout out to David Hall again. Like yeah. he paid for his flights to yeah. get here. Like, I, you know, out of that video, how many other shop owners saw that video? And and I gave the open welcome that anybody who wanted to help, they were more than welcome to. And only one person reached out to me. So, wow, wow. I, you know, that the invitation was open and a hundred, oh, like I think the last time I checked it was like a hundred thousand or over a hundred thousand people saw that video. So, hmm. and that was just on TikTok alone. Yeah. So I, you know, we've got to do something different. Yeah, that's right. I guess that's what I would say about all that. We, we've got to try something different. And if different is, is start paying for people's because they're not going to do it on their own. In most cases, unless they're in such a desperate situation where they absolutely have to, um, and so this gives them an opportunity. Now, I will say again, I think they need to have some sort of skin in the game. They need mm-hmm. to pay for something. Yeah. I, I don't like paying for literally everything. Yeah. Um, so I want them to have some skin in the game. And you just have to count the money gone. And, you know, it's it's not about the money, mm-hmm. right? Like it's about the person and, and hopefully that they take it and learn and grow and do you know learn the same things that I did and better their lives that at the end of the day that's what we want because the more people that better their lives and better their business the better off everyone is the better off the industry is the better off their employees that they hire are like that's what he said in the original like response videos he wants to grow the business yeah. eventually so th- th- there is no better place to learn how to grow an automotive shop than here Right here. Any sort of training event. And I, like someone just asked me like, hey, which one do you think's the best? I'm like, ASTE, because it's like the family one. Like you can get to know way more people because it, it is a little bit smaller and that's getting bigger mm-hmm. very quickly. Um, but it's it's still my favorite by far. Yeah. And um, so, you know, I, I just can't say enough about training and the trajectory and what it's done for it's our lives. Our and family, yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's changed a massive amount what day do you teach with kim and brian Brian. tomorrow morning morning. yep and you're going to be doing what with them uh short form video so it's wrap up your marketing uh with video yeah did you ever think last year (laughs) that you'd come back in a year's time and be up on a you know in a classroom teaching no no, I mean, never in my wildest dreams. And that's pretty I. cool for them to reach out to you. Uh, amazing. Because yeah. they are, they're on the top of their game. Oh, yeah. yeah they're really marketing, great. Marketing, right? They are I mean, that, I, I, I preach this all the time on my social media. I've been using them for a year now, and I've they've done fantastic. Their entire team's fantastic. Yeah. They're fantastic. You know, they paid for the uh, Britney's website last year because she had won a scholarship, mm-hmm. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. And so they paid for her website. You know, they, they built the entire thing and did that all for free. Like that to me, that was what made me want to sign up with them because I'm like that right there is a perfect example right there. Putting your money where your mouth is mm-hmm. helping another business yeah. owner. Um, and you know that I was like, Oh, this is a no brainer for me. That 
that shows me what type of people they are. They truly right want people to succeed yeah. in their business. Yeah. And I'm not I, I'm not the nicest person online. People know that. Like, but <laughs> at the end of the day, like I just said on my story, I said, "Hey, I, I may have been mean to you. Come say hi to me. Yeah. It's okay. Yes. Like, it's not personal. I promise. I don't. Lo- I'm nice person yeah. overall. Like, we're gonna get in disagreements. We're not gonna agree on. It's okay. Like." At the end of the day, we probably want the, the same thing. The amount of people that come up to me that I have only maybe spoke with <laughs> and want to hug me, it, it feels so overwhelming, right? Because I'm a hugger anyway, so it's yeah. like, I, I, you know, I, I don't, I'm not uncomfortable by that, yeah. right? I told David Roman, I'm going to hug him before I go home, and he's, <laughs> and he's like, you can see him, he's getting tense, because he's yeah. like, I don't like people to touch me. Mm-hmm. It's not about you, it's yeah. about me. Yeah, let me give him a hug. That's right, kiss that bald head of yours. But, you know, so... It's a, it's to be able to touch the people that a way I've been touched and what what this has brought me the friendship that you and I have right oh yeah and it all starts with I I give so much glory to 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 Brian because this all started out with Brian and I talking every day yeah and I would go on these like where I'd be on a road test in the morning first thing and I'd be ranting <laughs> these four minute five minute you know text messenger rants all vocal because I'm driving <laughs> you wouldn't believe what I'm <laughs> And then he would he would he would come back with one, and it just became so that was our morning routine, and then we just more and more people we just started adding to the group, and and we know some of us have had some things happen in our lives, and and they reach out to us. Hmm. Brian was a person that I had so talked to for years. I never met him in person until last year. Last year was a big year for me. Yeah, because all of these people I finally got to actually come up, and it's like I'm not shaking your hand. Yes, I'm meeting you for the first time, but you feel like family. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And and it's so powerful. Yeah. You know, so yeah, we, we have some tough conversations and, and sometimes we're not nice online and we certainly don't agree on everything. But that brotherhood, that family that we've developed through mm-hmm. through this these conversations, young Noah is struggling, right? Yeah. Noah is feeling yeah. and Noah messages me. He he messages me and he'll he'll call on Friday night and he's like Last week, he's like, I'm beginning to feel like the Jaden mechanic. You know, I'm at the shop, and they've made some changes at the shop, and, and I'm not making hours. And, and I, he's like, what would you do? And I'm like, I'd be right in there tomorrow morning, and I'm going to say this, that, and the other thing, and, and I'm going to take that confidence that I have in myself. And if you're not going to value me, yeah. somebody else will. 100%. And Especially if you're willing to learn and you're, oh. wor- and you're willing to work. It's so rare such a talent to have all of that and for a company not to (laughs) take full advantage of that it's their loss but he he is in a when he tells you the story of what's happening it's so eerily similar to the dealer i left 10 years ago Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the shop foreman has got more pull and more clout and more control than the service manager Mm -hmm. so he goes to the service manager and says I'm told that there, I can't go to training, that there's no openings, but yet I log in and it shows that the seats aren't even full. So the shop foreman is, is di- dictating when I can go to training. Mm. And he's a guy that, like, the training would be the best investments you're going to put into anyone in the shop. Yeah. That's your kid for that. <laughs> I say kid. He's not a kid. Yeah. But you know what I mean? He, yeah. Young man. Younger than us, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm just like, and I'm like, brother, I feel where you've been. I've been there. Mm-hmm. I know what you're going through. And I can tell you that every time I have ever felt like it was enough was enough and I left, I went to something better. Yeah. And you are 
leaps and bounds ahead of where I was at your age. Mm-hmm. So if you think that you're limited, on you're crazy. It, now it's that fear thing, right? Like you're it, it you're you don't want to be uncomfortable. You don't know what is on the other side. It's hard to always make that decision. And what Joyce Meyer always says, "Do it afraid." Like yep. you know, sometimes you just have to do it afraid. I mean, I started the shop afraid. That's I true. still have months now that I'm afraid. I still have slow days. Like a shop owner messaged me on our way here and he was like, Hey man, like he sent me his numbers his first month and he had a killer first month and then he's super slow now. He was booked out multiple weeks and I said, Hey, it's okay. Yeah. I said, I still have days where I don't have any appointments and I've been doing this for three and a half years. I said, It's all right. Mm-hmm. Here's what I would recommend you do. Here's you know, and he sent me like a little like a little Facebook ad post thing that he made. I'm like, I, I would make some changes and, you know, do this yep. and adjust this. And I said, you know, I basically just hopefully helped him, walked him through it because in the beginning of the business, you're terrified. Yes. And so you start to make decisions that you normally wouldn't make because you are scared. And so you just have to be careful is all. Well, you guys, I want to thank Marissa. Thank you. Chris, I love you, buddy. I'm I so man. happy to have you here, man. And um, again, I'm so proud of you. I'm going to continue to brag about you. <laughs> and I know that you, you 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 don't handle it, you know, but and it doesn't make sense, but you deserve it. So well, I want to well, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having on. us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Appreciate this, is a, this is a cool dynamic. And you deserve all as much of the credit as I give to him. It is very much a team thing. And it's been, it's been interesting to have you here and be able to share that because I had that suspicion and he had always said she's my she's she's the other half you know she it's it's as much hers but he, he you know he's so he puts himself out there right and he makes himself such a presence that and you kind of hide in the back and, 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 and you <laughs> a little bit yeah little bit. and and so I wanted to be able to shine a light on you of how this dynamic works well and, I appreciate and that because to give the example that it can work yeah you it know can. what I mean yeah and, and but it's not just going to happen. No. Yeah, you got to put in the work and the effort. And for sure, 100%, it goes without saying, the shop and my success, and success I use loosely, uh, we wouldn't be where we're at now without her, without a shadow of a doubt. We've always said it's God's business. We're just managing it. That's right. And, um, you know, we just work together. And again, we're far from perfect. We're learning a lot. So, you know, we're, we're yes, not sitting we here trying to be you know all we're still students now we're still we're not we're just talking from anything. experience and mistakes and yes. lots and lots of mistakes you never stop learning in this yeah. industry no, so. no doubt with that i want to say thank you very much yeah, we'll absolutely. talk to you again everybody thank you bye-bye hey if you could do me a favor real quick and like comment on and share this episode i'd really appreciate it and please most importantly set the podcast to automatically download every tuesday morning As always, I'd like to thank our amazing guests for their perspectives and expertise, and I hope that you'll please join us again next week on this journey of change. Thank you to my partners in the ASAR group and to the Change in the Industry podcast. Remember what I always say, in this industry, you get what you pay for. Here's hoping everyone finds their missing 10 millimeter, and we'll see you all again next time.